0: Welcome to the Redeemer Central podcast. Redeemer Central is a church community in Belfast seeking to practice the way of Jesus and work for the peace and good of our city. For more information, please visit RedeemerCentral.com
1: You'll see... um coming up behind you uh, uh, an icon that's been going around um, social media recently in the last few days Red Letter Christians and Kelly Latimer who's an artist who develops icons um, for use have been have put it together and it's inspired by the words of Munther Isaac in, in Bethlehem Palestine and his his statements about Christ being born under the rubble or the nativity. As if it was happening now, where would Christ be being born? Just to quote him, he said, if Jesus is to be born today, he would be born in Gaza under the rubble in a sign of solidarity with us. This is what Emmanuel means, precisely that he is with us and in the midst of our pain and suffering. This is how we're to understand it, this is what the christmas message is to us so I, I think it's important that we join together in prayer today at this christmas time for those suffering particularly in gaza but also in other parts of the world this year has been full of trauma and war and that's where christ is born into the trauma the pain the marginalized so Let's just stand together again and use the words of this prayer Mm -hmm. just to pray for peace and for God to intervene in Gaza. And I'm also going to stop at the end um, of the prayer and just give you a little bit of space just for a moment just to to bring your own prayers and to to identify the places where you feel Christ would would be being born if he was born today. The words in bold we'll say together, the other words I'll I'll say for us. God of justice and compassion, as the violence rages, we turn to you. As divisions widen and hatred deepens, we cry out to you. As families are torn apart, as hostages live in fear, as civilians are killed and injured, we lift up our souls to you. How long, O oh Lord, in this day of trouble, we call upon you. Incline your ear and listen to us. We plead with you for an end to the violence, for this war to cease. We pray that you would cause those in leadership in Israel and Gaza to agree an immediate ceasefire. Our hearts break for the civilians in Gaza in the midst of fear and destruction. May they find refuge under the wings of the Most High. May you open a way for food, water, and medicine to reach all in need. We pray for the protection of all who have been taken hostage and for their safe release. O Lord, you are merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Do not be far off, come to our aid. Jesus' name. Amen. You can succeed. it.
0: Um, last week, we had our carols by Candlelight. As I said, and every time we do that, we often do a special offering. This year, we lifted money to go to our very own Rory McKnight, who's serving in the refugee camp in Lesbos in Greece, the Greek island there off, uh, off, the, off the shore of Turkey. And last week, we raised... 1,058 pounds, which is amazing. Um, we've added, yeah, we've added um, another 500 pounds directly out of our justice fund. So our justice fund, in short, is basically—I think it's—I'm not even sure if it's 10% anymore. It might be 12.5%. It's a portion of all of our income and in redeemer that just goes into a pot called justice fund, and we allocate it out to different needs. Outside of the walls of this community, well, another £500. Pounds, so that's £1,558 pounds that's going to Rory and the work happening there. So in total, uh, £3,300 we've raised in the last month, um, which is absolutely unbelievable. Um, so thank you. Um, also, I've been hearing some reports. Hands up if you're on the long disabled team and you were there on Friday night. <laughs> brilliant. And Peter as well, he's up here. I've heard some brilliant, brilliant reports about how this room was full uh, of about 60 people having a three-course meal in my right, Jim, cooked somehow miraculously with one working oven. <laughs> 60 people, three courses. I don't know. It's kind of like a modern-day miracle. Um, I heard today that it was, in fact, like a little miracle. Peter was saying it was such a brilliant night. There was all sorts of entertainment, uh, people leaving with full bellies, full hearts, and full hands of food. Um, so it's just wonderful, uh, I just want to extend a massive thank you to the Long Table team, particularly as you had your leader, Steph, who wasn't able to make it on Friday night. Look how our thoughts are with Steph. and hope she recovers. Um, she's just not too well. But just a big thank you to the Long Table team for doing all of that on Friday. It was an amazing night, uh, so we've heard. And it's just a real wonderful privilege that we get to do that uh, every uh, every week, in fact. But the Christmas special was definitely special. We launched it in February. So this is the kind of the end of the Long Table's first year. And it's been a real privilege to to be able to do that. So thank you. And I, and I just also want to just think, I can extend a big thank you on behalf of our leadership team and our board of directors, just to all of, all of you, all of you who make this community what it is, just at the end of the year is want to extend a thank you, especially if you're a servant and you're a volunteer in this community and you're participating and you kind of make our community work and function. Um, every small and every big act kind of goes together um, to make our community work. And so I just wanted to say thank you. Um, on behalf of our leadership team and our our board of directors for all of that. So um, let's put our hands together again for one another. Uh, Bless each other. Somebody shout if I'm missing anything. I think I've covered everything, have I? Yeah. Two little thoughts about Advent that we're in this fourth Sunday of Advent. Advent being this period of waiting in the church calendar. Um, And I really have fallen in love with the church calendar over recent years because it, it kind of anchors me to something that's bigger than myself, helps me mark time. There's something about the church calendar that consecrates time. We all know about holy places. The church calendar, through the story of Jesus, consecrates time itself, and so we mark time differently. And this month has been a time where we've been marking what's called Advent. And there's two little reflections I just want to leave with you. The first and I've shared these before in recent years, but I think it really sums up what Advent is about. Firstly, Advent is a divine invitation, that there's invitations to us in this season from everywhere from family and friends, from the shops and the retail. We're running around and kind of going to the parties, going to all the activities, going to the in-laws, going to the school carol service, all of those things. But this is a season where we've been preparing our hearts to wait. There's something going on much deeper than the mince pies and the tinsel, that we remember that we're in a bigger story than all of that wonderful festive cheer that we're actually living in the story of Jesus. And so Advent, I just wanna leave this with you is firstly a divine invitation to what? It's an invitation to wait and to pay attention. To wait on the Lord and to pay attention. to Pay attention to what's going on in your own heart and to wait on the Lord. In a sense, Advent is like a compressed version of the longing and the waiting that the nation of Israel, the people of Israel, had for hundreds of years for the coming of the Messiah. And we as Christians kind of get to do that in like a month. (laughs) It kind of is an encapsulation of this tradition of waiting on the Lord to show up. And I want to read from Luke And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the, and the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And therefore, a child will be born. The child to be born will be holy, the Son of God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the, ser- the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed her. This was kind of the moment that she had been waiting on and the moment that the nation of Israel, the people of Israel had been waiting on. Mary's people, they had longings for God to come, for their Messiah to show up, for the Savior, the one who would be of the lineage of their greatest ever king, King David. They didn't have a king anymore in flesh and blood. They were being ruled under the occupation of Rome and Caesar, the empire of Rome. They were not free and in a sense they were hemmed in. They were enslaved and their hopes were that one day a Messiah would come to fulfill the prophets and establish the reign of God again on earth. That they would be powerful and free again and that their hopes and dreams would be fulfilled. That this Messiah would be a rescuer to come and release them, free them from the captivity, from the enslavement, from the occupancy that they were under in the Roman Empire. And they had gone through this before in Egypt and been delivered by God from Egypt, from the Egyptian Empire. And so that's where the people of God are at when we enter the story in Luke 1. And when Mary hears from the angel that she is bearing, a, going to bear a son, the Son of the Most High, It's the answer to their longings, to their waiting, to their questions. God has finally come. And so a question for us, Advent is a divine invitation. The invitation for us is to ask, where are you at? What are your own longings and waitings? What's what do you long for? What do you hope for? What do you hope that maybe God will come into and show up in this year? Where are the parts in your life that need a savior, that need a rescuer, that are enslaved, that feel oppressed, that feel hemmed in, and you just long for God to come? Advent is an invitation to take stock of that, to pause, to pay attention to what are the longings of On our hearts. Before we enter into the festive cheer of Christmas, before we enter into the parties and the gifts and eating too much turkey tomorrow, it is a moment that we can take to ask the question what is it on our heart that we really, truly long for? And when we do that, we take up the invitation of Advent. We enter into the spirit of Advent because Advent is all about waiting. It's all about longing, it's all about hoping. So that's the, a practical way, firstly that we can attune ourselves to this season of Advent ask ourselves that question, what are we waiting for? What are we hoping for? What are we longing for? The divine invitation to pay attention. And then the second little reflection I just want to share is that Advent is not only divine invitation, but Advent is divine interruption. Divine interruption. I want to read from John chapter 1. And I absolutely love this translation called the voice translation. Let me just read it because it's a kind of a beautiful rendering of John chapter 1. It says this, Before time itself was measured, the voice was speaking. The voice was and is God, this celestial word remained ever present with the creator. His speech shaped the entire cosmos immersed in the practice of creating. All things that exist were birthed in him. His breath filled all things with a living, breathing light. A light that thrives in the depths of darkness blazes through murky bottoms. It cannot and will not be quenched. He entered our world, a world that he made, yet the world did not recognize him. The voice took on flesh and became human and chose to live alongside us. We have seen him enveloped in undeniable splendor, the one true son of the Father, evidenced in the perfect balance of grace truth to Mary to the Jewish leaders and to us we're all looking for answers to those longings the invitation to pay attention to our own hearts but what we really want what we really hope for what we really desire and we are no different to Mary and to the to the Jewish people to to anyone really that walking this earth looking for answers and so Advent is not only an invitation to pay attention to that, but it is the divine interruption itself. In John 1, we see John telling us something that kind of Groundhog Day has been interrupted, disrupted. A new thing has happened, that God has acted, that God has come, that like God is coming, that he has given us an answer, a strange answer perhaps, but an answer nonetheless. He's interrupted the humdrum drum of this world and its trajectory towards hopelessness. He has spoken the voice, the word, and God's word to this world, God's word to every longing in this room is the person of Jesus, the son of the most high, the vulnerable babe born in the manger. The way that God comes is so beautiful in the form of the most weak and vulnerable, and yet he comes... Christ born 2,000 years ago in a backwater town called Nazareth. The person of Christ is the divine interruption that comes to shake us from the grip of this world and ent- lead us out of captivity and into freedom. The gospel writer John intends to show us that in Jesus this is God himself revealing himself to us. The divine interruption comes in the form of a babe God is with us Emmanuel and today this divine interruption is hope for everyone in this room who longs for a better world who longs for a better situation who longs for some of the chaos to be reordered in their life the divine interruption of Jesus is hope to each and every one of us and so this Christmas Eve I want to leave that with you as we kind of move from the season of Advent into the season of Christmas, because Christmas starts tomorrow. We're not Christmas yet. But you would just take a moment, perhaps even today, perhaps even shortly as you come to the table behind me, just to reflect upon what is it that I really ache for and long for? And then secondly, to remind yourself this is the season where God spoke that God delivered, that God answered, that God has come. And not only that God has come, but God is coming. In your situation, God is still coming. I believe if we have eyes to see, we can see God everywhere. Often God is at work, and we are so busy that we just miss it. I have no doubt that some of the stories, even from Friday night, would testify to the fact that God was in the midst of something that looks so ordinary and so normal, and he was there. And so we tune our hearts to see differently, to pay attention to what's around us, to celebrate the hope that we see before us, because God is always, always coming. Advent teaches us that God came in the form of Jesus, and God continues to come. His hope continues to come. And I want to just speak hope to you today. If you're without hope, If you're without hope, that God is the God of hope. And in this house, we celebrate that Jesus is the hope of the world. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. This is our great hope. And so as you take up the divine invitation to pay attention to what's on your heart, I pray as well that we would take up the divine invitation to see the answer in the face of Jesus this Christmas. God with us. Emmanuel. I'd love to invite you to stand. I'd love to lead us in a prayer to help us just to do that for a few minutes this morning as we come to an end of our time together. Behind me, there's a table set with wine and with with bread. Grape juice and gluten-free bread, to be precise. And so everyone is invited to this table. And it's kind of a special thing, I think, to celebrate communion on Christmas Eve because at this table is presented the hope of the world. (laughs) The wine, which represents the blood of Christ, the bread, which represents the body of Christ. This is the meal of our faith. This is the meal of the past. We remember Christ and all he's done for us. This is the meal of the present where we receive the nourishment of God's grace here and now into our chaos and into our lives, into our longings and into our aches. And this is the meal of the future that testifies to a world that is going to be so much better than the world we're in today, a world redeemed and reconciled and made new. So everyone in this room is invited to this table because this is Jesus' table. And we're going to come to that in a moment as John leads us in the last song. But before we do that, let's pray this prayer together, this Advent prayer. And the parts in bold or yellow, I can't remember which they are, you'll see them, are the bits that I'd love you to participate along with me. Come, Lord Jesus, come into a world of sin and shame, of war and waste, of pain and loss. Savior Christ was born into a world that's just the same. You are born again today. Oh Lord, give us yourself above all things. It is in your coming alone that we are enriched. It is in your coming that true gifts come. Come that we share the gifts of your presence. Come with healing of the past. Come and calm our memories. Come with joy for the present. Come and give life to our existence. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come with hope for the future. Come and give us a sense of eternity. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come with strength for our wills. Come with power for our thoughts. Christ, we wait for you. Come with love for our hearts. Come and give affection to our being. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come, Lord, give yourself above all things and help us to give ourselves to you. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come and live within us that we might live in you. Christ, we you. Lord, fill our hearts with your goodness. Dwell in us and let us know your peace. Enter into the dark places of our lives that we may overflow with your love and reflect your forgiveness, bringing forth the fruits of love, hope, joy, and peace. Come, Lord Jesus, come. God of our joys and sorrows, make your home among us. Comfort and console the prisoner. Give us compassionate hearts and bring us all the joys of heaven our true home, where you reign. For your kingdom come, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come, Jesus, come. You are the object of our journey. You are the one that leads us onward. You are the light in the gloom. You are the forgiving one. You are the peace giver. You are the accompanier. You are the incarnate one. Christ, we wait for you. Lord, we just thank you for your presence here today. That you're the object of the journey that we're on. That you're the object of our desires. That you're the one that is with us. We just pray that as we worship, as we come to the table, that we would meet with you. That you would reveal the longings of our hearts. That you would remind us that you are the answer to our questions. That in you, Jesus, is our hope.
1: Amen.